0: You believe that the space we surround ourselves in matters, and you're committed to project by project building a better world for all of us. If you're with me, let's get architecting. (music) Hey Bright Lights. It's Angela. I'm coming at you today from Chicago, where I am attending the American College of Healthcare Architects, and Academy of Architecture for Health's Summer Leadership Summit. I know we work in different industries, but in the healthcare industry where I work, this is the one conference that I and so many others really look forward to every year because it's 200 people all together networking, talking, and attending really high-level sessions It's just such a bright spot in the year compared to other conferences where it can feel so big, it can feel so difficult just to get from one session to the other. You have to choose among concurrent sessions and while networking is important, it can feel overwhelming and this feels intimate. In that intimacy, you are attracting some of the luminaries in our field, so you are getting the chance to really bump elbows with these people and do more than just shake their hand or chit chat, but to have deep, meaningful, long conversations where you really get to know one another and build a network that is really founded on true common interests and true possibilities that can open up for collaboration, for serving on boards, for getting opportunities to speak or publish. It's everything I'm always saying on this podcast, and one of the things that came up as we were talking and going around the room, and yes, in a room of 200, we all introduce ourselves. People had a chance to say, what were they thinking about? And quite a few were thinking about, how am I going to staff? You know, some people joked, don't steal my people. I hire people, I train them, and then they move on. Or we're having a hard time, you know, hey, come to Denver, (laughs) you know. And it was very lighthearted, but it got in an issue that I know we're all dealing with. And that is, how do you know where the best place for you can be? And it's really an employee's market out there right now. Everybody is hiring. So if you are smart and strategic, you can either get a great new position doing something you really want to do, or you can negotiate with your current employer and elevate your role and responsibilities to what you want. However, you can't do either of those things if you don't have clarity about what you want. I have a lot of great episodes if you really want to dive deeper into how do I get that clarity, how do I do that work, To know my purpose, not the purpose that other people put out there as, you know, the industry purpose and what we all should just do. I talk a lot about never checking boxes on someone else's list, on making sure that you're always checking in with yourself and saying, is this aligned action for me? go back, there's many episodes that you can listen to that will help you get clarity around that. So that is step one, getting that clarity on what do you actually want to do. As you do that, you're probably going to find it does not neatly translate to roles and responsibilities that might be available. So you're either taking a position and stretching it, redefining it a little bit, slanting it to your point of view, or you're proposing, I did an episode on intrapreneurship, a whole new role within the company that you want to fill. Definitely go back and listen to the intrapreneur episode as well. You know what you want to do, and you figured out whether it is a modification of an existing role or whether you're creating something totally different so now you need to talk a little bit about how is this actually going to work i have had many conversations with young architects that i mentor and some of my coaching clients where They've gotten really, really stuck where they are and where they are has maybe, you know, gotten a little too comfortable with what they'll tolerate and hasn't always been forward thinking. And now they worry that they're asking for too much. So I'm going to call him Jack, a younger architect who I was having a conversation with. Jack was working for a small firm and a lot of small firm owners are not necessarily good business people and they certainly are not HR experts and they don't take the time to really research the market and so they offer what feels comfortable to them in salary which is usually a little on the stingy side. They tend to not really be aware of benefits other than maybe insurance and maybe vacation. And so Jack was feeling good because at a small firm, he got a lot of opportunity to work in different parts of projects and play more of a leadership role than he might have at a bigger firm. But... He wanted to move on. He felt like he'd sort of hit a ceiling where he was, and yet he wasn't sure what to ask for. And in this conversation, I realized he really did not know how to navigate a job search. He didn't know how to research salary. He didn't know what benefits were available to him. I realize that often even at bigger firms, there is a complete lack of transparency in many cases about what is available. And even if a company doesn't offer a certain benefit, if it's something that matters to you, you can negotiate it. So I wanted to take a little bit of time today to talk about how you are worth more than your salary. Really focus on how, what, what to think about, what to ask, what to hold as your non-negotiables because it will be different person to person and what things you could be a little bit flexible on. So let's start with the elephant in the room, which is how much are you going to pay me? And for that, I really recommend that you do some research. There are multiple websites out there Glass doors is one, the AIA is one, but know where you are in your career. So for example, if you are a architect who is a designer and you've been working for eight years, you're registered and you're fairly well immersed in projects and how they work and you've got experience working on medium to large size projects, your salary range is going to be different than someone who works as a designer who isn't yet registered and has only been working for maybe four years. And of course, it's going to be different from the very, very seasoned designer who has a lot of award-winning work in their portfolio. So understand it's not just your role, but it's how many years you've been working. It's the kind of projects you've had an opportunity to work on and your experiences. Was the project especially tricky and you were good at solving certain kinds of complex problems? Or do you work on a lot of large projects? Or do you do a lot of historic preservation? Anything you can do to show an area of specialized knowledge is going to increase your worth. You understand how experienced you are. You understand what's unique about your experience. And you understand the roles you have played. So now you are better equipped to look at a website and see out of the list which one is the closest match it may not be exact to how you are positioning yourself now anytime you click on any of those roles on a salary website you're gonna see a range so number one make sure you are looking in your city or your region because salaries do vary quite a lot make sure that you are educated about your specific area city that you want to work in, but then when you look at that range, ask yourself what really differentiates me? Am I in the middle of this range, the bottom of this range, or the top of this range? And that will help you understand what salary you should ask. Always ask for more, so you know within this range when you say top, middle, bottom, you can create three sub ranges. Always ask for the top of the sub range. That gives you an opportunity to negotiate with the employer. And the reason I started this conversation with salary is because an employer may say, well, you know, your top of the range number we can't do. So then you can say, well, I would take a little less in salary, but I want more vacation days. Or I would take a little less in salary, but I want more schedule flexibility. Or I want to be able to work from home a certain number of days a week. So we get into this idea of benefits. I'm not gonna talk a lot about insurance because it's a very complicated topic and You need to decide, number one, how important is it for you to have health insurance, dental insurance, a wellness plan within the company. If that is important to you, you may find that certain companies just don't have certain plans in place, and that is not something they can change for you. They've had to go through a process and make certain time-based commitments for insurance plans. Understand what you want, but also understand that whatever the company is currently offering, you're probably not going to be able to negotiate that. So I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time talking about insurance. But I will talk about other kinds of benefits. The workplace culture is really important and how a company appreciates its staff what they do to show it gives you a lot of clues about whether or not it's a good fit to work there so benefits like having a breakfast once a week or having a day when The whole firm does something fun together and goes on some kind of excursion. Anything that creates a workplace where you feel valued, included, and welcome, those are things to ask about and those are benefits of working at that company versus the kind of company that wants you to sit down and work with your head down, right? Focus and concentrate. Looking at how much the company cares about well-being is important. So do they support a work week that is reasonable or is the expectation that you're going to be working 55 to 60 hours on the regular What kind of bonuses do they offer? Are they performance-based, profit-based, or some kind of combination? How much does the company invest in terms of 401ks? And another benefit that people often forget to ask about is professional development. So will this company pay for you to get specialty certifications or licenses will they pay for continuing education will they send you to workshops or conferences will they support your volunteer work which may take you out of the office during business hours so that you can grow your network and build a community around things you're passionate about and giving back These are all really important things to ask about because when you work somewhere that does not offer these more expanded kinds of benefits, you might be working at a very, very prestigious firm, but you're more likely to feel burned out And like you just have to sort of suck it up and soldier through and work beyond your limits all of the time, which here at the architecting community, we know that nobody does their best work when they are stressed out, overwhelmed and burned out. So I always take a stand for quality of life and quality of life is getting to spend your personal time, enjoying life, getting a spectrum of rest. So not just enough sleep, but enough opportunities to decompress, to be creatively stimulated, to develop and nurture relationships, and to be able to be spiritually connected. So you need the time and the space for that you need to have the time and the space to take that point of clarity that we started this whole conversation with and continue to evolve and grow with it. Any place that isn't going to enthusiastically support that is a red flag. So don't be lured by a high salary, A lot of firms are trying to buy people off just to get a certain amount of experience for a project. Often those opportunities are not lasting even though they can be financially lucrative. Peek behind the curtain there and see if this is really the experience you want. Don't be the prostitute who only cares about a dollar sign. And don't be lured by a lot of fluffy talk that sounds good. Make sure you ask very specific, detailed questions so you can get at the substance behind how a company thinks about its employees, how it values talent, how it supports growth and development. And finally, don't forget to ask for what's important to you. You cannot get what you don't ask for, and you cannot hope that just because you heard a lot of good things that when you start working there or if you get a different position within your current company, that magic sparkles are just gonna transform your life. You have to take radical responsibility for yourself, for your goals, for your dreams, for where you want to go and grow as a person. Make sure you very specifically ask for things that are important to you and make that part of the negotiation so this should really be a great set of guideposts for you to think about your worth and the value you bring and how to make sure it is supported by your employer in the best way possible and again if you ever want to work one-on-one with me to help find your career through line or get more clarity or you'd like to talk a little bit about positioning yourself within the market and which benefits which opportunities are really important i am always available for one-to-one coaching you can find coaching programs on my website i do half hour quick kind of clarity sessions but i also offer a 90-day program so Check those out at architectingpodcast.com or you can contact me directly, Angela at architectingpodcast.com. And I would be happy to talk to you and make the decision together about whether or not working with me is the right move for you. Take care, everyone. Lots of love from Chicago. Remember to rate, review, and refer this podcast if you find this content valuable. It really does help to build our audience so more people can find this information and more people can join our community as we elevate the profession together. Take care. Love you all. Bye.